Welcome to Good Hope Church with Pastor Billy Bryson. We praise God for every listener and ask that you like, follow, and rate this podcast so we can reach more people for the kingdom. I pray for open hearts, open ears, and the blood of Jesus to cover everyone that hears my voice. Now let's get into the word. Amen. That was something that Kathy and I never really did. I, I never, anybody while I pastored, I never, when people would come in, I never told the praise and worship team what to, what to do, what to praise, what to do. Because I felt that God, he knows the needs of his people. He knows where, where we're at. And he'll set, he'll set, he'll set the stage and, and, and he's done it once again. As I get through and I, as I go through the message today, you're going to see all the songs that were put, were ordained and set by Father. And this is awesome. When you, it's, it's, for me, it's important to have that happen. There's so many churches today that are man-controlled. And man manipulated. But to be in a place that sets back and let God be God. And then for you to see and experience that charges you inside. Can I, say, can I hear an amen? Alright. That was one of the things that I want you to understand as I get into the message today. The word says those, and I was sitting back there as the praise and worship was going on. And I, 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 every one of you that are here today come with a need. You came to hear from Father. And his word says, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, they shall be filled. So you can know that when you're in here today and you've come and you have a need and you have a desire, you have a hunger, that when you leave here, you're going to be satisfied. Isn't that nice to be able to go to a church and be satisfied in your spirit, man? Amen? Amen? And so, y'all go ahead and be seated. I'm sorry, I'm keeping you up. But that, that, and I really don't know where I'm going to go. I'm just going to follow him. Because as I sat in here, and the people, all of you, I, I felt it in my spirit that you two just, young man, I want you to know. I want you to know that you bless me just by coming to church. There's a lot of young kids and young people today that are out there that are not in church. Is that your mommy? Is that you? Yeah, your mommy and the son. I mean, how are you? That, that's awesome. That's awesome to have children with their parents, and parents with their children. And I want to say something. You made a statement that you, you, you hunger, you, you wanted righteousness, you wanted these things. And this is the thing that if we desire the things of God and God wants us, and this is the thing, I believe there's more and more people today. I, 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 I'm going to back that up. I'm not going to say a lot because there's not a lot. But there are those that are hungering. 
There are those that desire. And God brings them together. And I want you to know that this place, I, this place is going to be a safe haven. Because there's been a lot of people in a lot of places that's been hurt out of church. Church people have hurt them bad. And I know that. I've been there and been part of it. But God is in these last days raising up places for mm, restoration. Big time. Those words, these songs that we sang today, let them penetrate your heart. Don't just sing songs to be singing songs. Those things are ordained. Those songs are ordained by Father. And we need to apply those to our heart. So many people go to church and they hear messages, they hear, hear words said, and they sit there and a lot of times and apply it to everybody else instead of applying it to themselves. Is it just possible? Is it just possible, beloved, that Father has you here today just for you because He loves you? He cares about you and have heard your cry, have heard your weeping and wanting to grow and to mature. I'm here today. I, I, I don't worry how I'm going to go on this, but I know I have a heart to help people mature and to grow in Christ, to know who they are, to learn who they are. And that's part of what I'm going to do, try to help you all to grow in that and grow an understanding of who you are in Christ. But I, want, I wanted to start that off with today with that fact that you're here not by accident. You're not here by accident. You're here because Father has brought you here. And that you can have assurance in. A lot of times we think we're in control, but really not. Father's in control. Amen. Can I hear it? Amen. Um, I don't really have, I don't think a title, if he was going to call it, I, I tossed this back and forth, that it steps to uh, maturity or steps to potential in your life with God. God has all kinds of things for us. But are we willing? And that's what I've heard this morning, and that's what blesses me. A hunger here. There's a hunger in this place. Thank God for that. Because the world is falling farther and farther away. But there are those that God is bringing together that truly do want to hunger and receive of Him. And if we will do that and seek Him, then he'll show up, and I believe that. Now, I went, I'm kind of able to step to maturity of, of fulfillment of what and what you can be. And I, I want to stop right here and say this, because I've never done this. This is the first time I've ever done this. Because I was usually a pretty hardcore preacher. And I remember the day when Father told me, Bobby, I don't want you to preach anymore, I want you to teach. I said, but Lord, I, I'm a preacher. I like preaching. He said, Bobby, I want you to teach. He says, you can preach. And you can stir the people up. And that happens every day. And go to places. And they got rah, 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 rah. And then fall. Because there's no foundation. 
No growth, no understanding of the world. And so you can go in there and you can pump them up, but if they have no foundation, no understanding of the word, how can they continue to grow and to mature? Amen? Amen. So that's something that I have experienced. Almost out of every song and every word that you all said was about wanting to grow, wanting to mature, wanting to have righteousness. Those, those are important things to have. And so, I've got listed a few things here. Uh, and I, first of all, I want you to go to Ephesians chapter 4. This is probably, uh, I think Pastor read this the other day. But this, <laughs> you can go somewhere and see Ephesians 4. I'm going to read 1 right on through 16. 1 through 16. But uh, it starts out, <clears throat> I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthily of the vocation wherewith you are called. Say, I'm called. Is called. Called, God called you? You may, Some of you are walking, some of you ain't, but now you know, you've heard that God's called. You know that. And so that's where we're at now, is we're in a position where we've heard the call. And therefore, uh, with all, in, in verse 2, uh, with all loneliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, enduring to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. There is one body, one spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he is said, when he ascended upon high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it? But that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. He that descended is the same also is the one that ascended up far above all heavens, and he might fill all things. This is where a pastor read. And he gave some apostles, and some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. What for? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come into the unity of the faith. And of the knowledge of the Son of God, into a perfect man, into the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children. Let me say that again. Mm, yes, thank you. That we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine. By the slight of men and the cunning characteristics whereby they lie and wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up to him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body, that's us, 
the whole body, fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplied, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part. Working together, beloved, making maketh increase of the body into the edifying of itself in love. Now, I want to jump in there and it's important that we do understand that Father has given the offices to help teach, preach, minister, to get us to grow up. But I want you to understand something. And I've known this for a long time. A lot of people look at one man or one woman or one person as, you know, that's where I'm going to get my insight. That's where I'm going to get my understanding. That's where I'm going to get my help. But I'm here to tell you, beloved, there are those, and I'll tell you right now, that there are people in this room right now. The answer to your prayer is probably sitting in this very room. And see, so many church members don't even realize that. The relationship a lot of times ends when the service is over. And they go, Father, how many of you know iron sharpens iron? And sometimes, you know, Father will put you right beside someone that eats you. That really gets on your nerves. And yet we try to push them off and instead of saying, Father, what are you trying to show me? Yeah. Humble yourselves. That's what the word says. Humble. Those that are called by my name shall humble the devils and pray. Humble yourself. And just, it may not be about everybody else in this church. It may be, that's how, this whole service might be just for you. God loves us that much. And are we willing to humble ourselves and be beside someone that God, we, we pray and say, God, I need this, I need this, I need this. And it's right there. You just got to be willing to do what it takes yeah. to receive. How, Father, want you to receive it? Amen. Come on, thank you. That, that, <laughs> I think more people need to understand that. Some years ago, I started with body ministry. Realizing, and I, I was talking earlier before the service about this. You all know about uh, loaves and fishes? Uh, five, the little boy and Jesus feeding 5,000? Now, I want you to understand, and I know your pastor, and I know his heart, and I, it blesses me. Because he's got a lot of the same heart that I have in that fact. And he's experienced some of this at our church. But there's times when all the people get in a hurry and go to do something, and that's what happened with the 5,000. And the disciples all of a sudden came to Jesus and we got no food. And they're all hungry. What are we going to do? Jesus said, what? Feed them. Well, we ain't got no food. 
There was, listen to this, and that's why I love this young man right here. Because it was one, one young man that thought ahead. Everybody else left their lunch at home. But he brought his lunch. But because of that obedience of him bringing his lunch, Jesus said, go get it, brought it in. And what's so neat is the one little bit of food that that young bad boy had placed in where? The hands of the Lord. And he blessed it. And it fed thousands. Now, I, I had preached that and, and, and heard that message a lot. And one time I was setting up for that and I was going to preach it and teach on it. And the Lord showed me something. And they get, I want you to get this, because this is important. Instead of all week long, you all waiting for Sunday to hear from Pastor Billy. What would happen if everybody in this room all week had been Studying and reading and, and getting, if you will, their loaves and fishes. Packing their lunch. And then when come together on Sunday, we can have a smorgasbord. If the leadership, which I know is here, that are willing for you and that encourage you all. The word says, freely you receive, freely give away. Hmm? Are you willing to study all week? Get your loaves and fishes. And be willing to come and have assurance that people want to hear what you got. Because see, God's got you here, not just to listen to me. But he's got you here because... Or you, or you, because I can learn from you. If we're willing, if I'm willing to humble myself and be taught by you, to let you pray, and we have to pray? Come on. Come on. If we will do that, and we will participate with one another, we can grow with one another. We can mature with one another. That's what Father wants. He wants us to become the family. How in the world? And this is an awesome place to do it. You got the world out there that are trying to kill each other. And the church ought to be the one to be showing them the way. And yet most churches are fighting amongst themselves. God's calling for a church, at least one church, to get along amongst themselves. Men and women, multicultural. Okay, races. All that. Be able to get along. Deal with it. Be willing to deal with it. Be willing to listen. Be willing to compromise. Be willing to help. Amen? Come on. So, that, that's important. And I think that's what fathers want us, us to do. And the one thing I want to look at is in, in you growing a lot of times, this is what we as a body of Christ need to do. We need to grow and to mature. That's what Jesus, most people, most people just, 
And I need to, I need to say this. I said I was going to say it before I didn't. Um, I've never done this. But what I'm saying, what I'm teaching and preaching right now, Lord, I love you, and you don't have to do it. Before, I've always been hard-nosed. And we're always kind of quick because I do I because I want to. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Every time when God tells you something, you think everybody else wants to, you know, should too, right? When God tells you to stop, you know, everybody has to stop. Come on. But sometimes it ain't that way. And we got to be willing to do what God tells us to do. Don't worry about everybody else. We're dealing with us. Come on, come on. And see, when we first got saved, See, love covers a multitude of sin. And a lot of times when we first got saved, we had a lot of hurts. A lot of things that went on. And God simply just, I'm sorry, just put a band-aid on. Put a band-aid on. Love covers a multitude of sin. Now listen to me, beloved, because how you remember last time I was here? I told you you was going to end up being stretched. How many of you been stretched so far? It's just begun. It's begun because if you want to grow and you want to mature and you want to be conformed into the image of Jesus for God, we got a long ways to go. Come on, brother. We better start stretching. And in order to do that, we're going to have to be willing. To do what Father tells us to do. Amen? Amen. Okay. So, I think uh, we've got to learn to grow physically, emotionally, volitionally. You know what that means? Voluntarily. By your own will. Not, not being made to do it. But knowing it's the right thing to do. And knowing your flesh don't want to, in fact, doesn't really want to do it, choose to anyway. Because you know that's what Father wants. Amen. That's what that and how we all need to grow in that area. We don't mind doing what we want to do. But when there's something else that God wants us to do, and we don't necessarily want to do it, some of us. <laughs> And right or wrong, and then also grow socially, and lastly but not least, spiritually. There's a lot more. There's a lot of people out here, and a lot of Christians that are junk food freaks. I mean, they, all they do is eat candy. They ain't growing. They're not. They're, some some of them are growing physically. <laughs> Me, I'm really getting physical. But no, really honestly, you can relate to that in a different way. How how are you receiving what I'm saying? Grow physically. When the Holy Spirit tells you don't eat, <laughs> it's about doing the things that God's telling you to do physically that you don't want to do. It's not just buffing up, not going to the weights. I mean, and lifting weights and doing exercise and all that. That's basically what you want to do. But what Father wants you to do is take a little of that off so you don't have too much pride. Or this and that, whatever. Physically, there's a lot of areas. Just, I, I, I challenge you to take that. 
That word, word studies are unlimited. You can take that word and just open the Bible and take a word and then go before Father and ask Him, what do you mean about this? Be willing. Be willing. Be curious. Say, I want to find out, Father. That's all He wants. He, he's not going to make you do anything. He wants you to hunger. He wants you to thirst. He wants you to ask. He's, he's not trying to hold back anything. He wants you to know. So you've got to be willing. Now the next one, I can, that, the first one is physical, but then intellectually. Oh my gosh. That's one of the big problems in churches today. Is you got a battle between spiritual people and intellectual people. Some people read the Bible intellectually and they have no clue about what spirituality is. And you get revelation. Where do you get revelation? That is so cool. There was a story with Jesus and the disciples were eating fish. He comes walking over the, the road. He comes over and he says, who do men say that I am? Hmm. Remember, I, I'm sure you all heard that. Who do men say that? That goes on today. Magazines, books, TVs, stories, says all things, all kinds of things about Jesus and God. Amen? But Jesus took it home. Jesus looked at him and said, who do you say that I am? Who do you now, see, it's easy for us to spout off a bunch of knowledge that we picked up from other people, moms and dads and churches and everything else. But Papa always brings it right home. But what do you say? It, they all went, you know, they first started out saying, well, some say you're a prophet, some say Elijah, some what I am. But he said, but who do you say that I am? What was it, what, Peter? Peter goes, he stopped him and sat him back. He says, you're Christ, the Son of the living God. This is important what Jesus says. Now, Catholic Church, a lot of them are saying that this is from the foundation of St. Peter being the head of the church. But really, in reality, what this is, is Jesus said, blessed are you, by, uh, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood. No magazines, no books, no TV. Reveal that to you. Mama, Daddy, no, none of that. But my Father from heaven revealed that to you, Peter. And upon that rock, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. What was he talking about? Really, seriously. It wasn't anything. You know what it was? Revelation. Reveal. To see, there's things that you, come on, I'm going to, I'm going to, there's things that Mama, we're saying that even your preacher, other people have taught you and said that you, but when Papa tells you, you can take it to the bank, right? You know. You know that you know. When Papa reveals something to you, you, you know. And so that's important that we understand that. Emotionally, that's a biggie. 
control. And there's some to reverse of that. Some of them need to let it loose. Some can't show no emotion. They've gotten so hard and so stiff-necked that they just won't do anything. So there's those. That was another word. We're going to see in a minute, too. That, another word that was brought out in Psalms. Broken. Oh. How many of you have been there? We're going to see in a minute that how you do that? How you proclaim get to that point? Volitionary, uh, same thing. Just having the will. Not my will be done, but thy will be done. Come on. And doing it on a regular basis. That's where you're going to, not just once in a while, but on a progression, on a while to keep on doing it. Not my will. And as you do, if you will open up and you'll ask Father, He'll show you. He's not trying to hold back anything. Okay. And then socially, the same thing. There's people that Father doesn't want you to be around. Are you willing to put that down? Are you willing to go? There's people that he wants you to be with. And some people have trouble with that. Are you willing? That goes along with what I said a while ago. He may want you to sit by somebody in church that rubs you from all day. But why? Because there's a reason. There's a purpose. You're going to be confronted with that. If you don't never sit with them and you always vote for them, you're never going to deal with that situation in your life. But you've got to be willing to be confronted and say, okay, I've got a problem there. Now, what can I do to overcome it? How can, that's the only way, beloved, that we're going to grow and to mature into the image of Jesus. We've got to do some changes. We gotta do some work. Amen? Yes. Amen. Alright. And the spiritually I think we all need to grow in one area or another spiritually. Uh, we can there's elevations, we can go up and up and up and up. I haven't really got the time to get into a lot of it right now. But I think we've got to be willing. You know, something that's been said for eons and eons in a lot of churches. Well, I ain't doing it that way. We've done it this way for all these years. We ain't going to change now. <laughs> Have you ever been in a church like that? Come on. Or even in a family. Or at work, or wherever you are. We've done it this way, and we're not going to change. Well, you're not going to, you cannot continue to do it the same way. And not have, you're just not going to change. You've got to be willing. Okay. The believer must, and this is important, the believer must appropriate the things of God to his or her own heart and make it their 
them a personal experience. We develop under pressure of circumstances, situations, and trials. We have to place ourselves, put ourselves, and go through that or come out of that, as we said this morning. But in order to do that, you've got to be willing to do it. So that's something right there. We, but a lot of people, they won't try to experience them it themselves. I don't know how much, I don't know how to say it any better. But when you hear testimonies and you hear things that's happened to other Christians and in a service, and it goes, why? You go, wow, that's something. God's not a respecter of persons. What he'll do for others, he'll do for us. Now, and that's in both ways. You have people that receive a Cadillac or receive money or receive a healing. Everybody wants to jump on that. But what about somebody that got delivered from drugs? They got delivered from alcohol or, or, or anger issues. Are we willing to say, Father, whatever it takes, I need to overcome this. What does God say? What does the Word say? We become overcomers. How? By the blood of the Lamb, which has already been shed, and the word of our testimony. And there is no testimony without a test. Amen? But you have to choose to put yourself in there. There's where that volitionary will choose. Well, if I can get out of it, I'm going to get out of it. You ain't never going to grow. You're never going to mature. You've got to be willing to say, it's time. It's time I overcome this. It's time I deal with it once and for all. Amen? And, and there are those of you all in this room right now that are doing that very thing. And because of that, there's those yet to come even in your own families, that they're going to come and they're going to participate because of your willingness to do it now. Because you committed your life, you set yourself apart. If you didn't do it, you're not a sign, you're not a witness to somebody else. But if your willingness to do that, and you'll be surprised when it happens, because that's the person you either least expected or the one you most wanted. Amen? Alright. As the believer grows up in all things, say, I want to grow up. I want to grow up. See? you got to be willing to want to grow up. When, and Papa does this. When you're a little Papa let you get, how many of you know, some of you old saints know that. When you were younger, Papa let you get better with a lot of things. <laughs> but as you get older, he starts putting his finger on things. It's time to deal with this. Wouldn't it be awesome if we started doing that before he had to tell us? Help us, Lord. Amen. Amen. So, in that, 
as they grow up in all things, even Christ. This is cool. This is where Heavenly Father can see the fullness of His Son in us. How many of us got children and we want our children to glorify us? We're supposed to glorify Father. Right. Now how do we, it, there's not one of you that hadn't been down in St. Louis and, and, and been in a restaurant and, and see a mom, a young couple come in with four or five kids, two or three kids. <laughs> and, I, and they, yes ma'am, no ma'am, they, they have manners and all that. And you get down and you walk out and you go, man, your parents did a good job right they glorified their parents by their obedience and how they acted. We as children of God glorify Him by doing the same thing. Are you willing to do it, Lord? I know you are. I'm here just to try to encourage you as you are a little more. There's, there's always room for advancement. Amen. The believer's purpose, and that should be all of us. And here again, I'm going to enter that. Papa is not going to make you do it. You, you can, if you're born again, you can go to heaven without doing a lot of this. But you're going to have a victorious life and walk in victory and give him glory. It's time when we grow up and stop being the children tossed to and fro. Because Father has things for us to do. But let me, just for example, I want you to listen. Just, just I, I can't prove this, but I look at this right here as boot camp. Come on. We don't know what's coming there. But I guarantee you, it has a lot to do with what we've done down here. Yeah. Yes, you can get in. You can slide in. Or you can boldly go in. But a lot of it, the position, and I don't think we're just going to be sitting on pink clouds strumming the heart saying, Great Jesus. I think there's things and places and who knows? But right now, we have been given an awesome opportunity to learn and to grow and to be prepared so that when we get there, we'll be able to do the work that he calls us to do instead of getting there going. I didn't even know that that's right. But, and he's not going to show you unless you're willing. If you're willing to see, he says, I is not seen. Come on, what I have stored up. He has all kinds of things. Amen. Amen. What time is it? Mary, I'll have one. All right. <laughs> I don't want to keep it too long. Uh, but uh, the main purpose is that, is, and that is Romans 8 29. You can look it up. So basically, that's what it is, is be conformed into the image of some. Father wants that. The first in fact is you read it go on and says, and the firstborn of many brethren. Father wants us to be just like Jesus. Now, later on, I've not got time today 
at all. But eventually, well, I, I, I'll give you an idea, because I ain't even got to the step one yet. So, uh, but down the line, I, I, I got here, each step on the ladder gets step, uh, steeper and more costly. Uh, I'll read just some of them. Uh, the step to total commitment. Uh, deals with brokenness. How many of you have ever heard of the potter's wheel? How many of you have been on it? How many of you battled it? How many have tried to stay over? You know, after Catherine, I got to the point where we all desired to stay over. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. But that's how you deal with things. You know what the whole deal about the potter's wheel and all that, you know, and just in the natural. The potter. And who's the potter? Yeah. And who's the clay? Now, you apply, that's what I'm talking about, about when you applying the word to you in your life. And a lot of the stories that's in the Bible, you can apply them. In the natural, but also apply them to the spiritual in your life. And the potter, a lot of times, the, what has what is it? The the oil. What's the oil? What's the oil represent? The Holy Spirit. Now, the potter, the regular potter, would would take him and and, and break broken, will break old pottery that's not worth anything or whatever that's or going to be changed or whatever. We'll break it all up and then add oil to it and, and, and soften it and soften it. And then if they change it, they, it ain't easy to get a potter's wheel get thumbs stuck in your side and changing this and changing that. But it's worth it after you've done it a few times. You'll realize you say, my God, that's Instead of me having to do it a lot, you allow the Father, let him, let him take you, put, him, put you on the wheel. Let him pour the Holy Spirit, the softening of the oil, to soften, to be able to change you, to mold you, to become what he wants you. Not my will, Father, make me, make me into what you want. Sometimes we don't even know what to be. We don't know how to be. So we've got to just totally, completely trust in Him and place yourself on that. It's way. The other one that uh, I want to say right now, before I go any further, uh, present tense living. Present tense living. You don't quite understand what I'm saying right now. Fullness of God's Son, Jesus, in your life. Now listen to me. It's not what can God do for me, but what can I be unto God? Now I'm going to close here, but this next one is a uh, I've been there, Lord only knows I've been there. And I know a lot of people are. Not living 
not living. Not living in past testimonies, past stories. There's people in churches today that are still living on the same miracles and the same stuff that happened years and years and years ago. Father's alive. The Holy Spirit's alive. What's happened lately in your life? This is so important, beloved. Stop living in the past. Sometimes things haven't happened, so we relive and relive and relive. And it gets easier to relive the old than it is to do what it has to be done to receive the victory here and now. Amen? So just think about what I'm saying here. And the last one is not living in dreamy hopes of the future. A lot of people just dream. Dream, dream. Just, just about all the things that's going to happen, but nothing ever gets done. They just dream. you got to put wings or feet, you know, whatever you want to call them. you got to be doing the word, not just hear it on. Amen? So I, I leave that with you, because I do know that all of you that are here today, that's another thing. And Kathy and I would, I, I never had any concern, because sometimes we have a full church, and sometimes we don't have a handful. There's some of you all here that know that, been there, visited, been there. And there was times we had a lot and something. But I have always believed that Father has exactly who he wants here and who needs to be here at any one time. The word says, whosoever. My wife used to say, well, you know, people would say, Who's the whosoever? She'd say, whosoever shows up. <laughs> <laughs> Father says, whosoever, all this I want to give you. There's only a few that's going to get it. Why? Because only a few that's going to show up. Amen. I want everything the Father has for me. Amen. I want to see this church just grow and grow and grow and grow. I want to see all of them mature and grow in Him. And later on, it gets in to find out if you get into studying, and maybe I'll be given a chance to do that about who you are in Christ, what your authority is in the name of Jesus. But how many people really use it? That was the thing that I guess when I first started, I think I said that last time I was here, and that was uh, March 16. Now, boom, Kathy and I were just babies, babies in the Lord, just starting out. And we was having Bible study. And we had people coming. And I got, one day I, I, <laughs> I read it. These signs shall follow them that believe. Of course, that, that pricked my interest. These signs shall follow them that believe. It didn't say pastors, mighty men and women of God, and Moses, or who. It just said, whosoever believes. These signs shall follow them. They shall cast out devils, speak with tongues. 
lay hands on. I went, my gosh, Kathy. We ain't doing any of that. Yet we got the name of Jesus, have all authority, all power. Yet we weren't doing that. And that's why, partly, here I am today, because I want to encourage you. You know, actually, when's the last time you laid hands on the sick to see them recover? When's the last time you cast out the devil? When's the last time you spoke in tongues? Or you baptized in all of those? Who oh, that is, just speaking of time. Oh, Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. I knew it, yeah. I can get there sooner or later, anyway. <laughs> but that's where the power is. And you know, you all know, uh, the word, you know the word says, well, pray without ceasing. Mm-hmm. Try that sometime in English. But you can go hours and pray in tongues. Hours. I, I know. I've been there, done that. English, a lot of times, you know, we know, we know that we know what the word says about praying for the people around us. But how, how many, we know that we, in English we can only pray so much because then we run out of things to say. We don't even know. Because we, part of us, don't even know what's going on in their life. In fact, we go, what's going on so I can pray? Yeah. Hey, you don't have to do that with the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost knows everything. He knows what's going on anyway. Now, I know I may be stepping on some toes here. I knew that for a guy here. That's why I waited to last. I wouldn't be saying it if it wasn't important. But for hours and hours and hours, and you can pray without doubt of what's going on. There's victory there in those people's hearts. Every time I have people come and I counsel people, I pray for a lot of times. And Father always brings them. When it's the right time. Right time. If I was just praying in English, I'd, I'd be limited. That's the key right there it, with the Holy Spirit. Is he's unlimited. And I think it's important, or I wouldn't have said it. And I'm saying I'm not saying you gotta do that in order to go to heaven. I'm not saying that. But in in order to have victory in your life. Victory in your family, to be an overcomer, and to receive the things that Father wants you to have. I believe it's important that you do that. And I'm sure if you want to get with Billy, or with me, or find somebody, say, y'all know somebody, they'll, they'll help you. But that's a challenge. That's for a person that desires. To have all Father wants. Beloved, the reason a lot of that, I was saying that earlier, because a lot of denominations and stuff, you get, you get a group of people together, 30, 40, 50 people. Birds of a feather flock together. They all get to talk and they work together, whatever. They socialize. One of them is a little more spiritual than the other, so they're going to start a church. So they start a church, and this is, this is what we believe. This is what we believe. 
So I want you to think about this. And so they say, and they set up a doctrine, they set up what this is what, what we believe. And so the rest of their life, they're in a box. There's denominations after denominations that are in boxes because they grew out of them but weren't willing to admit it. Because you know as well as I do, you ain't the same way at your age now as you were when you were his age. And he gets by with a lot more right now than he will, I guarantee you, in another five, ten years. Maybe. <laughs> it looks pretty sweet, I guess. Amen. So these things I just want to leave with you. Amen. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for your word. And I thank you, Father, that the word has come forth. Even though I was muddled up and I'm <laughs> not done a very good job. But Father, I know the word is the word and I know it's been brought forth. And Father, I ask right now that it be sealed in every heart that's here today. And if fathers, they have been obedient to sit and to listen to your logos, your written word. And Father, because of that obedience and them being here and the young child being awesome, not interrupting, not, not none of that, being awesome. Father, bless them for that. And Father, seal everything that was said. And because of that obedience of them partaking of today. Father, in their time of need, which may be like when they walk out that door, or when they tonight, or tomorrow, but whenever their need comes, Father, I ask in Jesus' name, because of their obedience of partaking of the Logos, that you reach down within every soul that's here today, every spirit that's here today, and Bring out and breathe upon that logos and allow it to become rhema, God's spoken word for them, for their need at that time. In Jesus' name and same say, Amen. Love and peace. Thanks again for listening, and don't forget to like, comment, and share. We love you all, and God bless. May there be 